You're listening to the Rotten Gems Podcast. The show where three dudes talk about movies we love. That critics maybe thought should be murdered and wiped from existence. Not once, not twice, but 123 times. Let's get rotten. If you're still listening, whether it's on purpose or like you're still not sure if this whole podcast thing we're doing is a joke and you made a bet with your friend that there's no way they'd keep this up for five episodes and you came back here to see if you won the bet, well, you lost, but we thank you. And who exactly is we? Well, let me introduce you to my co-host. I'm Keenan. And I'm Marcus. And I am Brett. We are your Rotten Gems podcast crew. Um, Real quick, guys. Permission to speak, sirs. Permission granted. I mean, I know I've been speaking this whole time, but uh, the line comes from our discussion today. Uh, That's right. We are talking about The One, starring Jet Li, Carla Gugino, and Delroy Lindo. Um, For those of you at home, if you haven't seen The One and you want to keep listening, just know you'll be spoiled, as per usual. Um, But this is a movie that came out in 2001. Uh, so I guess here's your spoiler warning. If you need one for a 19 year old movie, correct um, on that year, it's 2000 and the one <laughs> nice. We're off. We're off. We're off to great strides here so far. <laughs> uh, so this movie is almost old enough to drink. Yeah. I was going to say an alcohol, <laughs> but I guess a drink works as well. Um, but really quick before we get into this, Keenan. Marcus, you guys have seen this movie, right? Oh, yeah. Cool. This this is one of those movies that I feel like growing up you had to see. Completely agree. Um, I, I don't even remember how old I was when I saw this, but just based off when the movie came out, like I'm going to assume that it was right after we got it on DVD. All right, and for those of you that haven't seen the one, or for those of you that just want a quick little refresher on what it's about, uh, in a stunning dual role, International star Jet Li portrays Gabriel Law, a police officer confronted with a sinister form of himself, escaped from an advanced parallel universe, and intent on killing Gabriel. His alter ego's hunt culminates in a fateful battle between good and evil that changes Gabriel's perception of reality and forces him to examine the evil hidden within himself. Um, So this is a pretty good synopsis, but for once, I'm going to say that this doesn't actually cover the whole movie like the other ones did i don't know what you guys think Uh, and Uh, i i didn't really agree with like the evils of himself like uh gabe law the good one really wasn't a bad guy at all (laughs) i mean he did like uh commit murder well actually no he he didn't didn't. he wanted to because the guy killed his wife that's true. The whole movie, Jason Statham's character uh, was like, hey, let, let's just ignore the procedure and kill him. And he never did. And then he meets Jet Li, and Jet Li's like, yeah, let's kill him. Let's do it. <laughs> and then never did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tease! Um, but, but, so, again, this, this description is a good overall of the movie, but for some more background, um, I just want to throw in, like, it takes place in, like, an interesting world where multiverse uh the multiverse exists and you know jason statham's character is describing throughout the movie like oh um you know in some universes you exist and some you don't some you're married to a woman some you're married to a man like it's 
every version of yourself that could possibly exist exists. And so um, Gabe Law, his character, uh, is being hunted by one of the other Gabe Laws. You Laws is hunting him, um, killing other forms of yourself in other worlds makes you stronger. The energy does not dissipate. Instead, it's transferred to the remaining one. It doesn't really say that in that, I guess, uh, intro that we, that we found. So, <laughs> which is a pretty big part of the movie. Right. That, that's basically reason. the reason. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to kill people. <laughs> so we got the synopsis out of the way, but let's talk about the elephant in the room. And that's the scoring of the movie. Um, so the one starring Jet Li scored a, 14% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 51% audience score and a Ooh. 5 yeah, and a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb that is 5.9 motorcycles being hammer smashed 5.9 bodies hitting the floor or 5.9 months till Jason Statham decides it was better to go with a shaved head out of 10 which by the way Jason Statham's hair star in the movie I don't know about you guys but Stole the movie for me. <laughs> right. It's um, shocking. <laughs> shocking I, to look at. As upset as I am with the critics right now, I am also upset with the audience score. Yeah. That is extremely low. This movie is amazing. The action scenes through this entire thing just blew me away. And this is from 21 years ago. And we got this. 19. 19 years 19, ago. 19, but, I think. No, I, I agree. I mean, uh, I, I'm i sure we'll kind of go over it a little bit later, too. But it's like, they didn't look that dated, the fighting scenes. Right. The, yeah. The graphics. I mean, they were just... It, I mean, it was probably pretty similar to Matrix, but... <laughs> I was just going to say, I was like, I would compare this to the Matrix because there is a martial arts aspect, of course, because it's Jet Li and like he's naturally trained in that. But they they made it like a sci-fi movie, and so there's a lot of fight scenes. I get well, basically every single one where they they show that he's stronger um, than just an average human by either speeding up time, uh, making his punches be like extremely powerful, or he does some crazy thing where he picks up two motorcycles and bashes people with them. Um, that part I guess kind of looks cheesy with the CGI, but. But as far as like the fighting and stuff goes, absolutely. Like it, it, it may be a dated movie, and and things don't really look as good as they did in two thousand one. But for the most part, like I, I still very thoroughly enjoy this movie. But before we discuss it too much, I, I do want to talk about our first impressions. Um, let me guess, you guys saw this in theaters together, your best friends. <laughs> well, two thousand one—that's pretty. Uh, that's a stretch, I think. <laughs> so we did see this in theaters together. Um, but, but we, we were not friends. We didn't know it. <laughs> you see, all right, all right. So your friendship didn't bloom yet. All right, cool. Hate you guys. Anyway, um, <laughs> Keenan, first impressions. What you got? I remember just loving this movie. Uh, I mean, this is probably up in the like the pinnacle movies that I feel like you had to watch growing up. Uh, I probably would have on a Rotten Tomato scale, put this in the mid-80s to high-80s. Now, when you say that, what were you talking about initially or now in a rewatch, and has that changed? Uh, initially, that's what I would give it uh, on a rewatch. Uh, yeah, I, I can say I would drop it to a 80. 
<laughs> okay, cool, cool. Uh, Marcus, an initial rating and and uh, upon rewatch, what do you got? Um, yeah, I gotta agree with Keenan. Uh, initially, uh, I probably rate it pretty high because this is just a, a badass movie. I mean, I I understand critically. Again, I understand when movies are kind of critically not rated very high. But like Keenan was saying, and obviously I disagreed with my boo, <laughs> uh, is that they the audience score was so low. This movie was just so fun to watch. It was just like uh, so cool to see Jet Li fighting Jet Li <laughs> that I would still give it a pretty high rating. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I know, so this came out in 2001. Again, I can't tell you when I saw it, but my dad is like the reason I watch martial arts movies. If there's a martial arts movie, my dad has probably seen it. Like fighting uh, in any way. Um, like I, 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 the first movie I ever remember watching was a movie my dad showed me, and that was Mortal Kombat. And like Jet Li, Jackie Chan, uh, like they were staples in my childhood. My favorite show as a kid was the Jackie Chan Adventures. Did you guys watch that? The cartoon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Collecting the talismans? Hell yeah, dude. If that's streaming somewhere, we need to just do a, a rewatch <laughs> podcast. We need to drop this. We're, we're already pivoting on this episode. We're going to Jackie Chan Adventures. Totally. Uh, Jackie Chan Adventures was my shit. Like, uh, I, I I remember as a kid, like, I, I drew my own talismans on paper, and I cut them out, and I carried them with me, like, wherever I went. Because I was like, oh, you never know when you might need these, you know? Like, 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 like they did anything. <laughs> they gave you um, that little extra boost. Right. Um, but in terms of initial rating and rating now, when I was a kid and I watched this, you know, 2001, when this came out, I was 10 years old at the time. Uh, this movie was incredible to me then. I, I, I don't even know how I would rate this higher, like lower than a 9 out of 10. Watching it now, it's still good. Um, but this is something I actually wanted to talk about since, you know, we, we do a lot of movies that were in the past, right? Um, this this is something because I, I feel like this has created a new genre of movie. And what, what I mean in that is that when you watch this movie when it first came out, it was nothing more than a badass action movie. It played like the current actors, the current music, and like it was amazing. And now if you watch it, I laughed a lot at this. And I know it wasn't supposed to be a comedy, but that is me watching this in, in 2020, right? Um, to me now, this movie is like an action comedy. Do I still love this movie? Absolutely. Uh, am I able to recognize now that maybe this isn't the greatest movie? That's true. That's true. But I'm not sure if that's, I'm thinking that just because, you know, we've advanced 19 years. Um, I think we're obviously all on the side of like, so if you've seen this movie and you like it, you hate it. Well, we're going to post about it and we invite you to comment, uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, let us know like let us know if you have thoughts too about if if there's other movies that you think are of a different genre now because time has passed um do you guys what do you guys think about that i don't know i i i think i kind of disagree with you i didn't really find it that funny you know i mean there were like points where i kind of laughed where like 
<laughs> Jason Statham kicked kicks a dog. <laughs> that kind of made me laugh. Whoa! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I was laughing there, but I definitely didn't find this as a comedy. But yeah, I didn't really. I mean, I don't know. I I think I took it. I felt like the seriousness still held up. I mean, it's like an outrageous concept in general, but it, right. I, I felt like it was played serious enough to where I didn't think I didn't think anything was too over the top. So I guess let me let me clarify what I mean about things that are are kind of laughable now. I always enjoy seeing old movies and the technology where it was at at the time. Like you have these giant ass computer monitors, you know, every, you know, the white computer monitor with like the bubble screen that everyone had <laughs> or yeah. Or like in, in the aliens movies, uh, like alien and aliens, it's like just like the black screen with the green. <laughs> text. Exactly. Right. So, so, th- so there's that, right. Um, but, but not only that, but can we talk about the music in the film? Like I said, it was, it was, very current then, but you watch it now. I just laugh at the amount of, um, for lack of a better term, dad rock that, that was in the movie. Um, so there was that, and then with the the rat, you know what I mean? Like the the rat that bad um, Eula, his wife, when she came to watch his his, I, I'm not going to call it an execution because it wasn't that. Uh, bad Eula's wife comes and she has a she stores a rat in her boot, which is weird. But then the rat has an antenna on it and explodes. But half a second before the rat explodes, you hear a and I'm gonna f- I'm gonna fail this so bad, but like a, you hear a disturbed <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then I I busted out laughing when I heard that. But during the time, I was like, this is so badass because that was the music know. I listened to. I don't know. I like. I don't listen to that music now. I, I definitely listened to it when I was younger. Like I know me and my brothers, we listened to that kind of stuff when you know the movie came out and when, when it was current. But that still got me pumped. Like I, I didn't. I didn't think it was uh, too far out there because it was always with action. You know, it was like I, I get what you're saying. It is dated music. But it's pretty badass dated music. <laughs> let's let's go down the list. We had Drowning Pool, we had Disturbed, we had Papa Roach. I read that in one of the other versions of the movie they had Lincoln Park in there, Keenan's favorite. Uh, totally. Uh, <laughs> Did they have Lincoln Park in there? I didn't. I didn't recall. They, they didn't in the American version, but I read that in another version when um, Eula is in uh, driving later on. In the car, it's playing a Papa Roach song, but in like international versions, it was a Linkin Park song, which maybe they just couldn't get the rights. I don't know why, but or Jet Li listened and he was just like, you know what, that's actually shit, and he wouldn't like that music, <laughs> so let's fucking change it. Come on, yeah. man, Linkin Park's not but, bad. But what I'm saying is like this: this isn't bad. It's just dated. I f- I feel like, and it's funny now to me. In a sense that, like, oh, wow, I thought this was badass back then. I'm with Marcus on this. I don't <laughs> think it's that dated. I think this actually holds up to, like, nowadays. The only thing I'll say, though, is I can see where critics are coming from, uh, just from the point of view of if you can write your entire script on the front and back of a napkin, <laughs> probably going to lose <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, there really wasn't a lot of dialogue in 
I had a hard time. You, you don't remember a lot of quotes from this movie because nobody says anything. I, I agree. And, and as cool as a premise as this movie was, it, I don't think it had a lot of depth, to be honest. Like, what, what I would love to see is a remake of this now in 2020. They'll name it the other one. <laughs> <laughs> the next one. The, 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 the second one. <laughs> uh, but no, like, what, there's so much to this universe that they created that they didn't explore, you know? They're so, you know, Avengers, for, in, for instance, they took multiverse to another level, I mean, I think, you know. I was going to say, maybe they already did make it again. It's called Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they explored multiverse theory here, and they played with time a little bit and messed with that. And granted, um, at the very, very end, when Gabe sees, you know, TK, his wife, and he brings a dog into the clinic, like she mentioned was how they met, I, I, I'm still to this date confused on if it's... No, that is a different uh, universe. That's why Jason yeah. Statham at the end was like, I'll send him where he belongs. <laughs> and then sends him to uh And it looks like uh, a universe that's like not polluted or whatever. I think they put in a lot of emphasis on electric cars and the, the Prius, which at the time I think was when it first came out. See, but but here's the thing: is I know this movie took place in 2001, but it obviously had to take place in the future somewhat, or it was a different universe than what we have seen before. Yeah, that's what I that's what I took it as. I took it as the the dimension that Jason Statham was from, and Rodecker, whatever his name was, was from, is that he they knew about the multi dimensions. And so they just were more evolved, I guess. Uh, the only thing that I really had like a big issue with on the CGI was when he was running. Uh, and it, they only did it once. When he was running the first time, when he got to uh, Gay Blah's world, the our, what I assume is our world, our dimension, uh, and like the cops are chasing him, and they're like, "Holy shit, he's doing 50, even though they're in cars and could easily <laughs> drive faster than fifty miles per hour. Uh, there was like a weird like wave effect, and I feel like that was the only time it seemed a little dated on the seat. I mean, you could tell because we're used to like Marvel movies, but it's it wasn't bad at all. Yeah. yeah. I and don't get me wrong, I absolutely still enjoyed it. My my opinions on this now is it's not just a straight-up action film. It's like action, but it's funny because of the time that passed. And I, I have a feeling, like, we have a lot of older movies in our list. I have a feeling this is going to come up. I mean, I, I could probably see some of the older movies, but just for this one, you brought up Mortal Kombat earlier. <laughs> Yeah, I can't I, wait till we I talk like, about that one. <laughs> when we watch that again, I can guarantee that I will find that as an action comedy, but this one, oh, totally. I 100% disagree. I, I've watched Mortal Kombat again like a couple years ago, and I, I remember laughing at it, so I can't wait till we get to that one, and, and we're able to do that again. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I don't remember a lot of that movie, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to uh, <laughs> probably knock it down a couple percentages. 
from my initial view. <laughs> uh, but getting back to the movie, uh, I did have a couple problems with the movie itself. Uh, number one is is good Gabe a uh, superhero now because he's still the half. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So <laughs> that's a good point. So uh, uh, again, spoiler warning, but. The movie ends with Eula going to this prison world, right? But it ends there. So I don't know if there's an implication that he's just fighting forever or that he wins or that he dies. I don't think he's going to survive that. That looked pretty rough. You could be super powered. You had like 50 dudes coming at you. He's probably going to die soon. Yeah. But if we leave it where the movie ended and that both of them are still alive... He has to be a superhero, right? much stronger than everybody else. And, yeah. Keenan, I think you're forgetting. He's nobody's bitch. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah. He's nobody's bitch. They were his bitch. <laughs> one thing that's funny, though, I, I think is like, Eula is seeing the bad one again, uh, is seeing like using his new powers to like crazy extents that the good one, Gabe, never did. Like He did kick down that uh, light light pole. I, I true, but like Eula picked up two motorcycles and fucking sandwiched someone between them. And Gabe's Gabe's biggest thing was kicking down a pole or like doing some crazy scene where he handcuffed a bunch of cops to each other in a hospital. Which that could also just been, you know, just normal martial arts. Right, right. They're like, oh, he's so much stronger, and I'm like, yeah, I get that he's faster potentially, but they didn't show Gabe is using the powers to the full extent that the other one did. But then again, he he just learned that he had the powers, yeah, I guess, or, or, or why it was coming. He didn't know, like, uh, Gabriel Eula was specifically doing that for uh, Gabe. He, he, he probably felt different, but probably didn't ever act on it because... Why would you think? Why would you think you could just like punch, <laughs> punch a brick wall or something? Right. He's not from the dimension where they know that there's the potential of becoming the one. So he's just thinking he's stronger. And, totally. Eula uh, is probably trained on this. He knows he's stronger. He even does like that little deep breath in after he kills somebody. Totally. Um, I, I, I do like the cast though, for sure. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about this movie definitely has my favorite actress of all time. And that's Carla Gugino. So you figured out how to pronounce her name? Gugino. Yes. Um, so (laughs) it seems like everything I watched, like throughout the timeline of my life from me being a kid to an adult, she was always there. And I appreciate her for that. (laughs) Comforting you. (laughs) She's like your mom. Second mom. (laughs) <laughs> totally um jet lee great amazing jason statham he was in lock stock and two smoking barrels yeah i don't think that one was as popular as snatch though i know it's like a uh i think that's like the first guy Ritchie movie right and then yeah Snatch was when he really like broke out yeah and i did i did love lock stock and snatch both guy Ritchie movies but i i didn't see those until later in my life i think the First Guy Ritchie movie I saw was Rock and Roller. Did you guys watch that one? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it like 2007? <laughs> where, where did we watch that? 
Uh, I, did I watch that by myself? No, I think I watched that in theaters with someone. I oh, with you? someone? Uh, <laughs> that was uh, that was oh, 2008. It, it, it was you, Marcus. Oh, oh yeah, I thought oh. I thought the person next to me looked familiar. I'm just gonna assume that if a movie came out 2006 or or later, and we all like it, you two saw it together. Well, the thing is, we didn't plan to go see that movie together. We just both showed up at the theater and we were just like, oh, hey, what's up? You want to sit together? Check this out. Amazing. <laughs> and then, um, uh, uh, Keenan killed the ticket taker with a, a pencil. Like, uh, I, if you're quoting Rock and Roll, I don't remember it. <laughs> I, I need am. to watch it again. It's not a John Wick reference. It's I was thinking. Reference. That, was what I was, that was what I was thinking. I was like, John Wick? Wait, what? What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> My mind yeah. only went Joker. So. Joker. <laughs> I, was, I don't know where you're going here. Can we do <laughs> Rock and Roll? Can no, we do I, rock think, I think we looked it up, but it wasn't. Does not meet the criteria. Oh, rock and Roll is a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, just out of our range. Uh, and let's get some critics on that and just help it out. So we can <laughs> just, yeah, if you're a critic... If you're a critic, go downvote Rock and Rolla just so it's 59 and we can talk about it here. Just for like a month. Rotten Gems. Doesn't even totally. have to be permanent. Dang it back. Yeah. Then reverse your rating. Um, another thing I want to talk about, um, this one uh, in the very beginning, like prison scene with, uh, his name was Lawless, a different version of the Jet Li that Eulaw was hunting. One, one of the cops in the prison um, was played by Dean Norris. So... Hey. We've all seen Dean Norris, right? <laughs> hey, from Breaking Bad. Sounds Breaking Bad. Now. <laughs> yeah, so as, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, okay, um, is this guy typecast? <laughs> like, I feel like every role I've seen him in, he's playing like a cop or a sheriff or some detective or a military guy. So then I'm like, all right, I'm just curious. And I, I pulled up his IMDb, right? So then I went down. So he played, he played uh, the the cop in this movie, right? Hank Schrader, which was, with the DEA in Better Call Saul and Breaking Most Bad. Famous, probably absolutely. Will. That's that's where he was. I I think put on the map, to be honest. But uh, he played SWAT team leader in Terminator Two, uh, and and again, this is just names where like the title of his character is in the title of his his credit. He played head of security on American Dad. <laughs> he played Sergeant Lyle Hogsvin on the Frozen the the Frozen Ground. He played Special Agent Brendan Johnson on Body of Proof. Sergeant Don Henderson on the Mentalist. He was in uh, Total Recall. Total Recall too. Yeah, that's right. But I think like, he was one of the. Wasn't he like a one of the mutants? From, yeah, and then. Uh, and then in one thing I remember looking at, he played like a, let's see, what was it? Like a drug cartel leader or something? Yeah. Oh, no, it was a, it was Key and Peele. He was on a Key and, Peele, a Key and Peele sketch. Mexican drug cartel leader. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got uh, a typecast Danny McBride. We've got a typecast Will Ferrell. And now a Dean Norris. We're, we're uncovering a lot of secrets. We're getting too close to all of these. This is, this is how we die. If we turn out missing, then you know what happened. It was the supervillain typecaster. Typecaster. Um, one thing I thought that was interesting I wanted to, to touch on is 
when this movie was like written and thought about it initially, um, it wasn't Jet Li that was supposed to play the main character. The original role was supposed to go to uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Dwayne the main drain? Dwayne. <laughs> so what you're telling me is we could have had Hobbs and Shaw in 2001 and we Oh, were... shit. <laughs> you're totally right. I didn't even think about that. The uh, That was like a golden opportunity for a Great action franchise to start 20 years ago. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I know you love that movie. I still haven't seen it. It's great. <laughs> We're missing out. I I, I, I guess. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot. I, I There's one other thing I wanted to talk about at the beginning of the movie. Uh, because we were talking about the rat and the bomb. Uh, oh, yeah. Did any of you notice how big those rat testicles were? <laughs> I, I can't say I did. <laughs> And that's actually something I uh, pride myself on keeping details of, and I missed this one. <laughs> and then not only was like, just I felt like they was just like sticking out there. That's where the uh, the little antenna was connected to. I feel like so it was like what were the testicles the actual bomb. <laughs> Whose job was it to attach an antenna and or bomb to rat testicles? Because I don't envy you. I mean, that's the smartest place to put it. Like, who's going to check the testicles first? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Because, like, first of all, how did she get the rat through security? Because if for to explode, there had to be metal components, right? It, it was her shoe. It was her shoe. That, that was like a, a black box of, like, going through a metal detector. Or did they have her take off her shoes? Maybe she took off her shoes. I don't. I know yeah. they gave her back something, but I I can't think of it off the top of my head. Well, two thousand one. This was, I mean, probably filmed pre nine eleven when it wasn't a big deal to go through airport security. So maybe the shoes were fine. <laughs> and to be honest, when when uh, so like when I was rewatching it, I remember the rat bomb because I remember the ooh ah. <laughs> and uh so like when they show her and she she like opens her legs for a second i was like is that where the rat comes from <laughs> 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 i completely forgot that it came from her shoe i literally was just like is this are they going basic instinct right now on us what's going on <laughs> i was like where is she hiding this rat <laughs> you know where you hide your rats <laughs> So are, are you saying that the snook is in her sniz? <laughs> I think that's uh we're two for two in the last two weeks of South Park references. Can you can you imagine when we get to the basketball episode? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna explode. Our brains are just gonna implode on themselves. <laughs> just like the universe if the one actually happened. Also, did you guys have a problem with the fact that this guy got 123 people killed and now they're taking it serious and they only send two people after the most dangerous person in the multiverse. Right. You think after he killed like, I don't know, three or four, they'd be like, hey, maybe we should look into this guy. <laughs> and then when it gets to like 10, you're like, okay, obviously we need like a team <laughs> to take this guy out. Like either, 
either either they didn't pay attention at all, or Jason Statham and his, and his partner were just so bad that they chased this guy through like 120 kills and like, ah, we'll get you next time. So correct me if I'm wrong, was the story that the character Rodecker was his partner before? Yeah. Is he covering it up? Oh. Is he the actual villain of the movie? <laughs> and you know what is even crazier is that the whole time Rodecker is like, you know, kind of training and coaching Jason Statham's character, whose name, by the way, is Funch, which is a, a weird name. Uh, he he makes it seem like he's like new to that partnership. So did Rodecker like was it just him for the longest time hunting Gabriel Ua? I, I think he covered it up. I think it <laughs> I was. was I think he was still his partner, and he was covering it up. And he was just like, you know what, 123 is too much, my man. <laughs> I can deal with one or two. <laughs> Shit, I can only count to 124. What do we do after that? <laughs> Uh, I mean, he he definitely was like a mentor figure, right? Because that's where like the oh permission to speak sir came about or whatever. Unless you just like have a really formal relationship with your colleagues or your like equals. That's how I talk to you guys. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> okay, now you gotta stop talking. Permission. <laughs> Walk in your house. Permission to use the bathroom, sir. Denied. <laughs> you say no. I just pee all over the <laughs> I was floor. Say, I mean... <laughs> Someone's gonna hurt your house. <laughs> I, I I thought another thing was funny uh, when I think it was I think it was when they first came to this universe and Jet Li was one of the cops and they're getting ready to transfer somebody and you know it's like the same scene as the first with Lawless but they switch it up. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that really cracked me up was that one of the cops before they're or as they're like getting ready one of the cops is just casually <laughs> doing uh bicep curls in their like locker room how realistic is that yeah and then the, uh, well i mean like it just seems so orderly and clean you know like oh yeah here's all of our guns stored in this locker we'll grab them one by one and oh we just happen to have this tv playing a president bush conference now <laughs> it just it just seemed like I don't know, very very staged to me. And I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't even notice the bicep curls. <laughs> I was like, what is that guy doing? <laughs> You're getting ready to transport a dangerous criminal, or I think an informant in that one, because they kept calling him a rat. And uh, <laughs> it's like, maybe, maybe you shouldn't make your arms all sore <laughs> before you have yeah. to do work. I don't know. If I got shot in the arm and my arm was sore, I think I'd probably be okay with that. Just like, ah, no big <laughs> <already> deal. <hurt. laughs> I already ripped that to shit. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to ask is, like, how many problems in this movie do you think would have been differently if they did not dress the same? <laughs> I've seen the movie, and there were scenes where I was just like, is that the good Jet Li or the bad <laughs> Jet Li? And they're still and I, dressed differently. I'm just like, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> And I get that that's the gimmick that you can't tell them apart, but like, is there any reason why Jet Li, the good one, couldn't have stayed in a hospital gown? He had this like, no, I gotta go and change into the exact outfit that the guy <laughs> tried to kill me is wearing. Yeah, that's definitely the most confusing part too, because 
they he runs into the cops first somehow after leaving second yeah, yeah. and i was like wait how how is that the good jetly because i was expecting once they like uh i think uh, tk his wife uh, asked him a question and he answered it correctly i was like wait yeah that, this is the bad jetly yeah, so so that's one thing too, because the the question there was like, oh, did you get my gun? Because the good Jet Li asked TK to go get the gun and like asked the other cops to get that right. So then that's how you know, like, oh, okay, this is the good Jet Li because the bad Jet Li wouldn't know that, right? Yeah, but then later on in the house, exactly. Yeah, he, I was thinking that same thing. He like he knew everything except for where they met. Like, yeah. even the, uh, what he said, he was like, I told you this wasn't a wasted space. And I, after after she found out, or realized that it was the bad Jet Li, I'm like, how did he know about that conversation? Yeah, they use their own logic against them. And it's like, I, I get it. The part, the part, the point of that was to trick the audience into thinking like, oh, okay, this is the good one. No, it's the bad one. Oh, no. uh, you know what actually happened? Uh, good Jet Li keeps his diary up in the attic for the entire time Bad Jet Li was sitting up there reading it but he didn't get to the part he was reading backwards uh, and he, he just didn't get to the part where they met and he was just like damn it I knew this was going to be on the quiz this is this is wasted space this attic I'm in July, July 29th year 2000 freaking TK's on my case again about getting rid of the attic keep telling her it's not wasted space. <laughs> In quotes. <laughs> now that I think about it, there was tons of like plot holes in this movie. Um, so, th- I mean, they, they dress the same, but one thing I thought was, was funny is like in the very last fight where they did the showdown, they were very kind for us, the audience, to when Eula went to do the fight to rip <laughs> open his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and to expose his gray shirt, which, ah, yes, that's how we'll tell them apart during this fight. I sat there and I, I was just like, I know this is the big fight scene. Gray shirt, bad. Gray shirt, bad. <laughs> Remember this through the fight. Bad, black, good. And then he rips off his shirt at the end when they get uh, pulled into the other dimension. I was just like, damn it, here we go again. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. His shirt just conveniently catches fire, and he has to rip it off. Oh no, we're dressed exactly the same again. I wonder what's going to happen. If only there was a third person here. Um, but yeah, so so that, let's talk about that. So they, you know, Jason Statham has his wormhole CD player drive that knows when the wormhole is going to open, and then they all three go through the wormhole, and then uh, the the what we presume to be the good Jet Li, which was actually the bad one, was like, oh yeah, that's him. And they take him and immediately put him in the chair to send to another dimension. Right? They believed one of the potential evil villains. <laughs> uh, that guy. <laughs> All right. I'm not even going to ask Jason Statham if he's right. Totally. And it seemed like nobody in that center who was already there talked. They're just like, yep, okay. And like, they just put him in the chair without saying a word. Guys, we only got like a minute 30 tops to get this guy yeah. in the wormhole chair. Uh, we should probably get him in now. No questions asked. Yeah. Oh, we still <laughs> like, have time? We could have asked questions? Oh, my bad. <laughs> like, 
like I get that the wormhole thing only opens certain times, but if your time that it's going to open is a minute from when they first arrive, let's let's maybe go through some more processing just to make sure that this guy who's killed 123 people is accurately sentenced. Or catch the next bus. It's not going to be that long, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is the last warp wormhole we have it for another two years, so we need to get this one right. Maybe, maybe that's what kept happening. He, they put him in that jail cell that he clearly could find a way out of, and just kept killing people. And they were like, "We got to get him this time because if we leave him in that cell, he's going to get out. He's going to go and kill the guy, and it's going to be the end of the universe." Uh, yeah, my my justification at the end of that was just like, you know what? At this point. We just need to send somebody yeah, to the penal colony. Uh, I don't care which one it is. Like, like, let's just end this case. Like, we don't care if one person becomes a god and can murder everybody. But, you know, whatever. As long as we, we, we have an open and shut case here. Or send them both. They didn't seem to care about the good Gabe. Like, they were going to send <laughs> yeah. them back to get arrested. Yeah. Uh, something I actually didn't know when I initially watching it and... Again, it's not something I would have known now unless I watched the DVD commentary, like the little special features or whatever. But um, they have a like a, the fight choreographer, the person who is responsible for all the fights and the way that they are. Um, he he was a guy from China. He didn't speak any English, so like when he spoke his lines on the commentary, like they had to do a voiceover. And uh, Jet Li said that like, him and it, they were very good friends. I, I'm spacing on his name, but Jet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jet is one of them, yes. Uh, no, that's the Lee Jet. Lee Jet, yeah. <laughs> we'll call him Lee Jet. Uh, the scenes um, where they had like the two different uh, protagonists and antagonists, Jet Lee, they actually had different fighting styles. And if you are in tune with like martial arts fighting styles, you would pick up on this. But I was not, you know, and, and I still am not. I did notice that. I, I mean, I'm not like, yeah. I mean, I have watched avatar the last airbender <laughs> somewhat That's recently true. yeah <laughs> the show not the movie <laughs> we don't talk about the movie that movie will never make another appearance on this podcast yeah. um but yeah I, I noticed like just from the way that they would stand before fighting uh i thought it was pretty cool that it was different yeah so they actually they there was a dis- uh, method to it actually so the good jet lee gabe he was using a style they called pakwa um, and he is seen moving in a circle all the time because he's trying to find his center. And the bad Jet Li, Yula, was using a style they called Sing Yi. And if you notice, he fights in a straight line going straight towards his target. He doesn't care about anything else. He goes straight forward to get what he wants. And I think it's interesting that they use the fighting styles in a way that parallels the characters. So on on second analysis, I feel like this film had more depth than I initially gave it, which is, again, so sad that it rated so poorly because I feel like a lot of people maybe don't know all of the things like this that go into to making a movie like this. I don't know. Well, I got a little bit of a fact here. This is something I did research on just because I was curious. Uh, I don't know if you guys felt this when you were watching the movie, but the word or the phrase, the one, seemed to come up quite a bit. So I actually went and pulled up the transcript and used a find feature 
to see how many times it was actually said. The uh, the phrase the one was said eight times in the movie, which you know I'll, I'll give that. That's not too bad. Uh, but the word one individually was said thirty four times. This is an hour and twenty seven minute movie. They're <laughs> averaging saying one every two and a half minutes. Noise. You see, listener, that's why you need to do. Um, or that's why you need to listen to Rotten Gems because Keenan does math for the podcast. He did that for you, the listener. I sat behind a supercomputer for four <laughs> hours picking through this transcript for you. Because you know why? I love you. Not you. You. <laughs> Some 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 guy is listening to this like while he's driving somewhere, and he's like, "Bro, I love you too." I needed that. Of a cliff. I needed that today so much. Again, this is why I'm so excited to watch basketball. The song where he's driving down the road, and it's telling him like his life is shit, and he needs to turn it around. <laughs> Same exact thing, but in podcast form right now. We have we have like oh, probably over a hundred movies on our list or something something like that, right? Ninety. <laughs> ninety. All right, guys. Well, we have ninety episodes to do this until I mean, and that's just with our knowledge right now. So we're not going anywhere. <laughs> I mean, unless we get canceled, we could easily get canceled. True. <laughs> you guys could hate us. It's okay. I mean, you could hate us more than you already do. We'll we'll leave it at that. We have thick skin. <laughs> it's a medical right. condition. <laughs> the hated gems <laughs> we, will, we will get our vengeance on all of our listeners <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about all the listeners that were loved by the critics but we hated i'm talking about you and you not you but you <laughs> so again we're just three like regular dudes we i mean we consider ourselves to be pretty regular i don't know what you define as regular but you know not me um we're just coffee to keep regular. That's true. Yeah, coffee. poop jokes, classic <laughs> poop jokes. Just what you expect on the Rotten Gems podcast. But we're just three dudes. You know, we have our opinions. We're not necessarily saying we're right by any stretch. If you listen to critics, we're wrong every single time. Um, if you listen to audience, we're right some of the time. Um, but that's where you come in, the listener. Like, let us know. Do you agree with our assessments of these? Do you disagree? Um, chime off on our social media, um, but be gentle because we do have thick skin. But you know. no, we're sensitive, but we have thick skin. Yeah. Again, it yeah. is a medical exactly. condition. Uh, we t- we use creams and lotions; it helps, but it's still very thick. <laughs> Just think of it as like a Game of Thrones that grayscale. Yeah, I would put that right. and like yes. an elephant's skin. <laughs> Um, what, what were we, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, the one. <laughs> oh, yeah, the one. <laughs> so, Jet Li is straight up just a badass. I'm pretty sure he came out of the room a badass. I, you know what, uh, one of my favorite Jet Li movies, I mean, we're probably not going to be able to watch it here because I think it's just too good, uh, is that, uh, uh, Fearless movie. Oh, so good. Oh, yes. And he's like... He's such a badass martial artist, but then he, he crosses the line, <laughs> and he has to get uh, he has to uh, come back to reality, go back to a small village. Yeah, I just looked it up. It's it's seventy three. <laughs> All right, 
Now <laughs> let's pivot to a fearless podcast. Yeah. We're just gonna we're just gonna switch to um, gems that are fresh, fresh gems. <laughs> You're listening to the Fresh Gems podcast, Rotten Lees. Um, um, one last little known fact that I had: um, the hospital where Jet Li was doing his MRI, where he kind of had his first, I guess, like fight encounter outside the one on the street. Um, with the bad Jet Li, uh, it says the University Medical Center where Gabe goes for the MRI is the North Hollywood Medical Center where the popular sitcom Scrubs was filmed. Ooh. So Scrubs and The One filmed in the same place, in the same universe? Let's throw that hashtag <laughs> up on Instagram with this movie. Maybe we can get some of the uh, fake doctors, real friends crowd to come over here. <laughs> Hashtag the one, hashtag gently, hashtag scrubs. <laughs> People be like, what the hell is going on? Hashtag Zach Brown. <laughs> no, no, no. Clueless. Let's also just throw in clueless. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I feel like everybody needs to watch Clueless. For for multiple reasons, obviously. Fashion. Um Yeah, and also Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd yeah. Yeah. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. How many times are we gonna to talk watch? about Paul Rudd and I am okay with it? <laughs> However much we do, I, I feel like it's not enough. <laughs> I think probably once an episode. You know, guys, we we talked a year ago about starting a podcast, and hey, look at us. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> not me. <laughs> not me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, and I forgot when we were talking about some of the ridiculous things in this movie. <laughs> Uh, when they're fighting in that warehouse, and the the bad Jet Li uh, sets off that bomb, and then the explosion goes off, and and I think Jason Statham's like, "Don't breathe in for twenty seconds after." Yeah, for yeah. some reason, I don't know what it is. I don't know if this counts as some kind of trope or what, but they uh, <laughs> they did a close up. On all the mounts. Did you guys notice that? Okay. It's <laughs> so it's so funny you mentioned that because when I was watching it, like when we watch our movies, I have a notepad up and I'm like just taking notes on things I want to like maybe potentially talk about. And I didn't write that down because I, I again, unless you watch the movie, it doesn't make make sense. But that is something I wrote down here. <laughs> I wrote down why why are the close ups on the teeth. Did you look down while doing the note, look up and see the mouths and go, when did when did they switch to a sex scene? I was like, what a weird uh yeah. There's literally a note on my notepad that just says, Why all the teeth? <laughs> All right, we got to make sure we people know that they're holding their breath. How do we do that? Teeth. Teeth. <laughs> that was the thing, too. Because I think that's why it brought me to that, like, brought my attention to it. It's because he'd said to hold their breath. But then I was like, your mouth is open. <laughs> Usually like, when you hold your breath, you, like, you know, close your mouth. Yeah. And, and then you hold their breath like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> like yeah, that's just... I'm gonna diving into a pool is gonna be different for me from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> Hold your breath, dive in the pool. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs>
I'm so glad you brought that up because I thought like, eh, nobody else noticed that. <laughs> I was really worried you guys weren't going to notice that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> oh, that's great. But uh, I do want to give credit to this movie, though. I thought the warping was really cool. Yeah. The, uh, you know, I mean, it did look like CGI, but the like the way that they were like tearing apart and then coming back together. Uh, I thought that was a cool concept for those wormhole warps. It looks extremely painful. So that brings the question up for me and I'm going to try to relate this as best as I can. So do you guys think you could go through a, the warping process that looks extremely painful and then also going to alternate dimensions and killing alternate versions of yourself for you, Brett, if you kill a person in another dimension, you get the ability to eat more pizza. And for you, Marcus, the Cardinals would win more games. Ooh. <laughs> so, so I'm torn here because I do love pizza. And I feel like no matter how much pizza I eat, I hate myself afterwards. But I would feel more accomplished if I could eat more pizza. So I'm going to say I'm going to give it my damn. And wouldn't that be kind of like cathartic with you like hating yourself and then killing yourself for more pizza? (laughs) (laughs) And causing yourself to go through pain. You know, you're punishing yourself. You would do the same thing if you were me. Did we just figure out the point of this movie? (laughs) Or create create a sequel? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think... (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I gotta clarify here. Uh, is it like every time I kill another Marcus, it's like an average of one more win? Maybe not a one win. You only have to like, what seventeen a year? <laughs> because I was gonna say I only have to do what like if if they win out, that's nineteen games, right? Nineteen and zero. Yeah, or at most twenty, depending. We'll we'll say three per <laughs> three per uh, <laughs> Marcus kills. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, other Marcuses. <laughs> Cardinals got to win a Super Bowl. You bring up a good point here, Keenan, and I'm I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are on this, right? So, we know that when Eula goes around and he kills all of the other Gabe's laws, whatever you want to call them, um, he gets stronger, right? And seems to have an orgasm after. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I'm the one. <laughs> So it seems like all of the Gabes get stronger when this person is murdered, right? Now, let me ask you, do you guys think that this is just in terms of murder? Or is it any time someone dies? Hear me out. Let's say you are 106 years old and you're in a senior home and all the other versions of you are dead. Can you just fucking break through the door and plow through it? Or does somebody have to be murdered? Yeah, that's why they have to have heavy metal doors at retirement homes. This is a known that's fact. What that's what I'm saying. It's like, are, are, are old people in this movie or this universe or whatever, like, all old people so strong? Yeah, I, I think they actually <laughs> state that anytime just one dies, it doesn't have to be murder. It gets divided. So, in theory... <laughs> Yes, retirement homes are the most dangerous location. <laughs> yeah, I think I I think you're right. I'll, I'll I'll justify it by saying again, Gabe didn't realize he was strong until after. So they they probably are super strong. They just don't know it. And maybe maybe they live longer because of it. 
So as more die, like the last one lives to be like 120. And maybe slows down like the aging process, you're thinking? Or like everybody like... Just a little bit. So you don't look older, but you're still... Yeah, you probably look like, what, 90? But you're 120? Like, I I was just thinking about this. Can you imagine like you're, you're 100 years old and you're in your retirement home and like you, you're playing horseshoes with your buddies? And you just fucking launch that horseshoe like across the continent. Bring a bitch. <laughs> no one would believe you. I'll show. Done. I'll show him again. Uh, Go to sleep, Mister Hessian. You're senile again. My fingers hurt. This is what I'm saying. There's so much they could do with this universe. And please, if anybody that has the ability remake this movie. I would love to see what it looks like in 2020 standards. Or if anybody wants to fund us, I will get in on that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we already got some great ideas. We may not be able to get Jet Li, but um we I get the rock. Yeah, I was once at Keenan's house and I saw him like swat a fly and it looked pretty dope. So I feel like he could get the fighting scenes down. <laughs> and again we only need to film it on an iPhone. It's got the slow-mo. Panoramic. It's got the panoramic. <laughs> we also have the time lapse to make him speed up. There's so much potential here, guys. So we're giving up <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, this is us signing out, I guess, for the last time. Anything you guys want to yeah. say before we go? We're going to remake the one, and we'll see you next year when we release the two. It promises to be more one than the first. So you know the number one, right? We'll it's double the, that shit. It's the loneliest number. We're getting away from it. That's, That's our tagline. Tag Boom. Uh, yes! <laughs> Perfect. Why are we giving our listeners all these gems? This, this is We're the kind of stuff we pay for. Alright, guys. Uh, we have some games that we like to play here, but before we do, um, anything else you guys want to talk about? The one we've had a pretty good discussion here. Uh, yeah, actually I have... One last thing. It was at the very end of the movie, and I'm hoping well, I'm hoping you guys got it too. When uh, when Gary Blaw, the good one, uh, sees his dog get hit by one of the cars or whatever, uh, and he goes to take it into the vet. Did anybody notice that little boy in the, in the veterinarian office? No, I, I did not. No, <laughs> tell us about a, it. It was a little. It was a little white boy with blue hair. And I'm pretty sure that was alter, alternative dimension Brett. What? <laughs> I, you're gonna make me. You're gonna make me put the DVD back into my PS4 and go watch it again. <laughs> if you do, get up to the end and put that on our Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> this is definitely little baby Brett. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to look it up now. I have to. Thank you for that. Um, I did not notice that, and it sounds like you didn't either, Keenan. Right? Yeah, uh, hang on. This movie was 2001. You are now in your mid-20s. Not going to give specifics. So around 2001, that would put you around the age of that character. Were you in the one? Honestly, if I was in the one, why would I be in this current state that I'm in in life? I would keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I did not notice that. But uh, one thing I did actually notice during that scene, which is funny because obviously they they did detail like, oh, this is where they met. I brought in a dog to her clinic. So he 
teleports to this universe or whatever, and then the dog gets hit or was about to get hit. That part's kind of unclear. I don't know if the dog was actually hurt or or if he landed on him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think the dog got hurt because all the cars had to break for Gabe. So, so he brings the dog into the clinic, and then they're like, time stops, and like they're just they're just having this conversation. Like he's like he sees her and he smiles, and she's like. Do I know you? Meanwhile, you have this dog that's fucking dying on the counter. That's like, oh, <laughs> let me just let me just pause dying for this meat cute here. I I just thought it was really interesting. <laughs> no, no, you can go ahead and finish. I'm just bleeding no, no, out. You're fine. Yeah, you're fine. You do you. <laughs> and, and you know what? It's pretty similar to the ending of Bedazzled. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I was trying to find a way to connect this movie to another movie we've already done by like another actor. Couldn't find anything, but you just did it, Marcus. Well done. <laughs> That's it. That's done. All right, guys. I think it is that time where we go to a little game we like to call Bed, Wed, Behead. Now, I know there was only a handful of characters in this movie, and most of them were Jet Li. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to do a mind meld with you guys, hoping you're going to go the same route I want to go. But All right. Okay, if we don't. Do I'll it. go last. All right. Do you do you think, you? I'll start with uh, Gabe. The good game. All right, I'm gonna go with um, lawless, (laughs) 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 which is uh, the Gabe in prison currently Uh, for reasons we don't know. I don't remember any of the other like goofy looking jetlies that they just were naming off. All I know is one of them was Seth. Seth, And I can't think of what which one it was. That made me crack up when they're just going through like all the alternate versions, and there's a blonde. Absolutely. Because I, yeah, I want to. I would say the the long haired blonde one, but I don't know. I can't remember that person's name. So I'll just, for the fun of it, say Gabriel Ulaw. Hang on, is it's Ulaw our bitch? (laughs) Ulaw is nobody's bitch. All right, so we've got. It's going to get confusing. <laughs> Obviously, we have to marry Gabe, right? Yeah, I think that's a pretty uh, yeah easy one. Not oh, necessarily. Uh, Kino's got. Well, we'll go back to that afterwards because I feel like it's pretty uh, straightforward that the other two Gabes, the criminals. Yeah. <laughs> the murderers. So, so I feel like Eulaw, he knows what he wants. He knows what he is going to take in life. It's his mission. How determined do you have to be to kill 123 people? So I feel like he gets the job done. And that's why we have to bet him and kill Lawless because he's in prison. And, and like we don't know more reasons why or what he did. Like He could have just shoplifted. <laughs> Pretty harsh penalty for shoplifting. Yeah. We don't know. I'm I'm actually gonna disagree and say that I would kill Yula. Whoa. Uh mainly because he he's nobody's bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so things so, in the bedroom are gonna get real awkward. That's true, he's not. Are you marrying uh Law? Oh, good game, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I was joking at, at the top there. <laughs> okay. So we have Law, Lawless, and Eula. <laughs> and Brett just had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I could go 
I, I think I could go with either one of your guys' uh, scenarios. Uh, I'm I'm leaning towards killing Eula because of how strong he is. <laughs> yeah, I you're feel gonna like kill him? he'll really take it out on you. I was gonna say you're gonna kill him. Good luck. <laughs> hey, well, it's the rules. Yeah, it's the rules. He has to die. I can kill him. <laughs> he has to just let us. <laughs> That was about as chaotic as I expected. <laughs> but successful at the same time. Absolutely. We've learned a lot about Jet Li tonight, I think. Um, but this does bring up our next game that we like to call a Six Degrees of Who? And so we'll take a random person from the movie Tom, and a random on, celebrity Tom. list and try to connect them. Come on, Tom. So, we did Tom Cruise last week, damn it. I'm going to... It, it comes up. It's random. I'm going to take initiative and pick the character for the start. Do it. That's cool with you guys. Go for it. Do it. I'm going to go with Delroy Lindo. Rodaka. And yep. then, yeah. <laughs> and our random, our random celebrity list. Who does it pick today? It is Catherine Zeta-Jones. Catherine Zeta-Jones. She dips below the laser. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. I was so so hoping someone would do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Delroy Lindo was in Get Shorty with Keenan's favorite actor, John, John Travolta. Okay. All right. Mr. Chili Palmer. Yeah. Uh, okay, fine. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, all right. So we got John. Tra- okay, well, this is going to be very, very easy. John Travolta was in uh, Pulp Fiction with Bruce Willis. They were in a movie together, right? They were. Uh, what was it? <laughs> uh, I, I can't think of it either. I'll give you. I'll. No, I'm not going to give you a hint. I'll give you a hint after you guess because I don't want to influence your decision. I want you to influence my decision because I want this to end quicker than last time. I'll tell you, you, Bruce Willis in this movie actually played himself. Played himself. Like, literally? Or like, you played yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Bruce Willis played Bruce Willis in this movie. Well, that means it's probably a comedy. I want you to just give it to me because I don't want to <laughs> go on a Tom Cruise game. All right, all right, all right. We, and we, we did talk a lot. I'll tell you, Bruce Willis played Bruce Willis in Ocean's 12. Did he? All right, let me end this. All right, Bruce Willis was in Looper with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, but also love you. <laughs> JGL, much love. Uh, is it? All right, it's my turn. Uh, yeah. Joseph Gordon uh, Lovett was in uh, 10 Things I Hate About You with Heath Ledger. Ooh. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Fine. Let's go. Heath Ledger was in The Dark Knight with Christian Bale. All right. Uh, let's just go. Okay. We can loop it back so we can end this. Christian Bale was in Ford versus Ferrari with Matt Damon. Oh, uh, there you go. I'm not, I'm not going to. Oh, you're I gonna do it. He's gonna do it. No, go do it again. Go do it again. I already did my psych out last week. You right. did his this week. <laughs> but are you sure I'm not gonna do it again? I'm. I don't. You're a wild card, to be honest. <laughs> wild card, bitches. <laughs> your vote right now. <laughs> Matt Damon 
was in Ocean's 12. Do a, do a different one so we don't technically go through the same movie. We didn't. He went through Looper. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I guess that with worked. Catherine <laughs> Zeta-Jones. Was she in other Ocean's movies? Uh, I know Matt Damon was in all of them. I can't I don't remember. think she was in other ones. So we wouldn't have been able to. Well, yeah, okay. she might have been in later ones. I don't know. All right. That was just a handful of steps. And again, the listener probably hates us. <laughs> but I love them. I already said it earlier. Except for you. You know why. You can't hate us. Keenan loves you. And if you do, then what does that say about you? You know? I'm just full of love. Except you. Think about that. <laughs> Um, Alright guys, I think it is time for my favorite segment of the show, which is where we read our favorite best bad reviews of the one. What do you guys got here? Um, okay, I'll go ahead. Uh, so, me and this guy, we kind of have some history. <laughs> but he keeps, right. you know, he, he, he makes a bad review and then he kind of redeems himself. But then he just kind of, you know digs himself into a hole again. This one uh, was by Roger Ebert for the Chicago Sun-Times. It says, offers brainless, high-tech action without interesting dialogue, characters, motivation, or texture. And you know what I say? I kind of agree. <laughs> but it worked. He gave it a 1.5 out of 4. I think despite no interesting dialogue and kind of not that great character development, despite all of that, I think it really works. There are plenty of movies that have like no dialogue that are still highly rated. I can't think of any right now. What was that one silent movie that won the Academy Award? Like The Piano? The Piano? Oh, like it was like a black and white movie. It won like... like Sorry, five years ago or something. Charlie Chaplin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Lighthouse? No, it was like a, a it was something about a piano. Casablanca had tons of dialogue. I, I remember oh, like, if you don't get on that plane. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> yeah, I just know the, the scene. All right, all right. I, I see you. Uh, Keenan, what do you got? Uh, so mine is from Dessen Thompson from the Washington Post who gave this half a point out of five. Wow. And as much as I want to like hate him for his rating, he really kills it on the dad joke. He says, I guess you could call this a twin jet movie. That doesn't quite take off. <laughs> well done. I can't be upset with you. Uh, I'll, I'll take it. We got some very witty critics uh, tonight, and mine is actually no exception to that rule. Um, John R. McEwen from Film Quips Online says, All I know is, if there really are multiple parallel universes, I pity all the versions of me that have to watch this movie. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, to be honest, like this, this guy, like I read this and I think, okay, this is a guy who saw this with his friends and he said that joke at the end of the movie and then no one laughed. So then he's like, fuck you guys. I'm going to go home and write a review and write this on it. So that way my joke is out there into the universe, which pretty, pretty good joke, John. I, I, I like it. We appreciate it. Do you think we have another podcast in another dimension? 
No, no, no alternate dimension of us is dumb enough to pull this off. <laughs> That's true. We never would have thought we could do it. Um, all right, guys, this is usually the part of the podcast where I will read you uh, like a quote from the movie that kind of summarizes the point. Um, I'm not sure what that is for this movie. So I just kind of picked one. And if it's not the point, it's a pretty good bit of life advice. So here we go. Um, I just want to leave you guys with this. The energy of life goes in a circle, in a perfect flow, balanced. Until you find your center, your circle will never be whole. You never know how and when you'll find your center. We just hope from all of us to you that you'll be paying attention when you do. So that is The One starring Jet Li. Um, which once again scored a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, critics believe that Michael Bay's Transformers was somehow a better movie than this one, scoring 58%. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I would rather watch this movie again before I watch Transformers. It's still at 58? It's been an entire week. What are you guys doing? (laughs) You're slacking, listeners. We need to get this down. I want a, a minimum 55 by next week. You're limited, guys. Do 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 your homework. But until then, uh, join us next time when we talk about the movie Casper, um, which is actually a start of our two appropriately themed Halloween episodes. Um, thanks for sticking with us through five episodes, if you have. Um We don't know if this is any good, but we're doing this for fun, and it's still pretty fun, I think. Um, So we'll keep doing this as long as you guys enjoy it. Until then, what do we say, fellas? Is it Thursday yet? (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) Wrong pod? Shit. I feel like one person's going to get that joke, and it's me. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were just being funny. No, (laughs) it's critical role. (laughs) All right, see you guys next time. Going OJ. <laughs> <laughs>